Welcome to Victorious Living. And God has brought us out of the system when we uh, uh, acknowledged or received Christ. He's brought us out of the system and delivered us over into the kingdom system. And so Satan's trying to get us back into that. And he does it by working with our mind. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us part two in his series, The Reward of Obedience. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares The Reward of Obedience. I am disobedient to the known will of God, there's something influencing my mind. There's something going on in my mind. There's something that I need to recognize. Why is this going on in my life? Why am I thinking this way? Why do I think this way? We got to understand it's not just something that you thought. It's, it's the influences of the aerial uh, spirits of darkness of which Satan is the prince of this dark kingdom. We've been delivered from the power of darkness, been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And so God wants us living by the rules of the kingdom of God. All right. So the operation of these spirits of disobedience are aerial, it are, yeah, they are aerial, or they are present in the air or the atmosphere around us. So, do you know, just go down, which I'm not encouraging anybody to do it, okay? But if you did, if you went down to the bar tonight, the saloon tonight, if you went down there tonight, you would see the, these aerial spirits influencing people's minds to do whatever they may be doing. That's not, it doesn't mean that they are murderers or robbers or whatever. It just simply means that there is a spirit influencing them that is not of God. And so this is what Paul is dealing with here at, in, the Corinth, in the Ephesian church. So these spirits, spirits of disobedience that leads to a lot of different types of sin, they are not confined to any one region of the earth, although they congregate where they are given permission. I can permit, that, I can permit it in my life. As a group, we can permit it in our life. As, as anywhere that people are congregated, we can, people can allow that in their thinking. Even people who come to church, even a church, even a congregation, if we didn't know better, we could allow that to happen right here in the church. I think sometimes you know that this is one of the things that he uses in churches and families and home and whatever to stymie a move of his spirit, not only for us personally, but for us as a whole. So it's very important that we understand when God gives instruction and correction, it's for our good. No instruction or correction is pleasant for the moment, the book of Hebrews says. But yet afterwards, it produces the peaceable fruits of righteousness in my life. 
So I would, I would say I wouldn't be thinking right if I think, I don't want to obey that. I, you know, you know. But we never come out and say it that way, do we? We do it that way sometimes, but we never say we do it that way. I need two amens on that. Amen. And so these spirits are not confined to any one region of the earth, although they congregate where they are given permission. I remember one time I was talking to Dad Hagen and uh, uh, several of us, and he was talking. He said there's a lot, a lot of times that when he would fly into a city to hold a, a crusade or whatever, he said as soon as I got into that vicinity, I could sense and know the spirits that were congregated over that city, over that town, city, or whatever. So they're out there, folks. And I don't think anybody here that would, would not, who would not agree with that. So when permission is given, these spirits, and Paul's talk, talking about the spirit in this case of disobedience, when permission is given, they move their aerial position to the soulish part of those who give them permission. He gets into their thinking. And uh, he works on their thinking. And he gives, he gives reasons why what you, think, uh, what you believe about the Bible, why it's not right. Well, why it won't work. Or it works for some, but it don't work for me. And you can see all of that that he does then in the mind of the born again, spirit-filled Christian sometimes. All right, let's go a little bit further. This next one will require three amens. So when, when permission or, or the course of this world, he said, Paul said, according to the course of this world, the course of this world refers to the system that operates in this world. Well, now here, here we go. Let's look at it like the, the God of this world that world cosmos system. Satan is the God of the system that is in this world. Lord mercy knows we've seen that a lot uh, here in the last two, three, four, five years. We've seen it, but, but the course of this world refers to the system that operates in the world. Satan tries to drag us back in our thinking into that system where God's trying to use his word to pull us out of that system so that we can be the light and the salt that he tells us that we are in this world. You, we are light in the world. We're salt in the earth. Amen. But we do it by operating in the, uh, in, in the, in the kingdom order, the kingdom uh, behavior. And so all these spirits are called spirits of antichrist. Those spirits are anti or against Christ. Now, if I ask the question to people sometimes, are you against Christ? We know what the answer will be on that, don't we? We all know. Well, certainly not. Uh, I, and I'm insulted that you'd even ask that to me. And, and they, they, you know, get a little haughty on you. And, but yet at the same, same time, we're in this world. There is a course of this world. There is a system in this world and God has brought us out of the system when we uh, uh, acknowledged or received Christ. He's brought us out of the system and delivered us over into the kingdom system. And so Satan's trying to get us back into that. And he does it by working with our mind. Amen. That's, that's only one amen. 
And so, now let's look at it. These spirits are called antichrist. But I would never say that I'm antichrist. I believe in Christ or whatever, but I, I can get my thinking mixed up, messed up where I become anti-agonistic against. But yet at the same time, never realize we, we could be antichrist by how we act, how we talk, how we respond, on and on and on. So I, I want you to have a good Thanksgiving. I really do. So, <laughs> so let's see. This is Thanksgiving season. You need to be preaching on Thanksgiving, you know. But I, I think when we get our, all of our ducks in a row, I think sometimes it'll, it'll make a great season, whether it's a Thanksgiving season or whatever season. It'll just make for a great life. Amen. All right, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Now here John, he says, little children. Now we know he, who he's talking to. He's talking to those who have received Christ, and he called them little children. He said, little children, it is the last time. So what did John tell them way back there? We are living. You know, do you know when the last days began? The last days began when Jesus was raised up from the dead. We moved into the latter times when Jesus was raised from the dead. Now to him, since he knows no time, it's, we're, we're not like that. <laughs> we, we say, well, Lord, it's been through... 2,000 years, you know, whatever. So little children, he said, it is the last time as you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists. Now he's writing to his little children. He's warning them. He's instructing them. He's giving some correctional uh, information because John wants them not to have this Antichrist spirit in their thinking. And so, little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, he said, even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. Now, folks, if we've ever been any closer, we've not ever been, <laughs> well, wait, let me rephrase that. We've not ever been any closer to Jesus taking the church out than we are at this very present moment. Now, we still don't know how long that's going to be, but we know one thing, it's certainly appearing at the door more visible than it ever has, at least in my lifetime, and perhaps all of us in this room, in, in our lifetime. So it seems like that these spirits that are in the air around us that are guided by the prince of the power of the air, Satan, it seems that these spirits are more active today than ever before. And they're sly, Satan's sly. I mean, you know, he's, he's not gonna knock on your door and say, I've come to give you an antichrist spirit. Isn't that gonna do that? He's gonna get, get our thinking all messed up. So as long as these spirits that Paul is talking about here, as long as these spirits remained aerial or in the air, they cannot enforce their diabolic influence into the world. Now, let me say that again. As long as they remain out here in the air, and they're going to remain here until they are chained. They're going to be here. Uh, you know, as I heard one priest say one time, they have a right to be here simply because of what happened in the garden. So as long as these spirits remain in the air, they, they can't keep us 
They can't keep the body of Christ. But once they get inside the mind of folks in the body of Christ, it begins to hinder the purpose and the plan of God for their individual life and for life as a whole where the church or the body of Christ is concerned. So as long as these spirits remain aerial, they cannot enforce their diabolic influence into the world. Got to have people to get this spirit moving in the, in the, in the world, in the earth, wherever. You got to have these spirits have got to gain control of people's thinking. Disobedience does not mean that a person is living a lifestyle of open rebellion against every law of God and man. It doesn't mean that. There are laws that we all obey. There are some we don't. Y'all sit down. I'm going to pray a good Thanksgiving prayer over all of us tonight before I leave. But they're there. They're out there. And so what did I say? That disobedience does not mean that Every person in the body of Christ is living a lifestyle of open rebellion against every law of God. But Satan just wants one, just wants to get one. If he gets one, then he's going to think, maybe I can get two, you know, and he'll play that domino game like, like that. So the, 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 these people could be very moral. and It's our hope that today's message, The Reward of Obedience, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free copy of this week's message, please request offer 45. Today's offer number is 45. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.